0: What's going on, Miss Heather? Hi, Aaron. It's good to have you on the podcast. For everyone out there, my name is Aaron Mamuyak, and you are on the God is Awesome podcast. This is a special bonus episode today where we have Heather Putnam on. Um, we just interview everyday regular Christians about an extraordinary, not everyday, actually eternal God and um, uh, going through people's testimonies. It's interesting because I was told that it was like this. It was. Um, like walking on holy ground because that's where God was and so that's where God has been in your life and so if you're with us if you're just joining us we just want to thank you for joining us today um, and we want to welcome you uh, and real quick subscribe to like all this stuff so like stitcher and iTunes and Podbean and all this stuff where you can find us on Spotify um, and for many more um, awesome testimonies anyway let me just go ahead and, and kick it off to miss Heather, Heather, thanks again for joining us. Happy um, to be here. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to start with you, like, origin story. Where would you grow up? How would you grow up? Okay. Um, stuff like that.
1: Okay. I did not get far in life. I grew up in Fort Pierce. Um, so I, uh, for a short time, when I was in high school, lived in Charleston, South Carolina for two years, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up coming back. Uh, some grand- My grandparents were here, and my parents just felt that they needed to be close to them. And so that's it. I have a mom and dad and a brother. Okay, And, um... Just a really happy, supportive family, lots of hobbies, really involved in our church. What church you go to? We went to First Nine Methodist Church downtown Fort Pierce. Gotcha. I okay. Grew up, I grew up So here. you're
0: homegrown here.
1: Absolutely. Gotcha. And my kids think it's very normal to know people that I went to the third grade with really? and their dad as well because <laughs> their dad was born here too. So. Okay. So deep yeah.
0: roots here. Yes, definitely. And you had a supportive family very. at home.
1: Absolutely. My parents. were
0: Christian. Yes. And they loved you. Yes. No abuse. No,
1: none of that stuff. Really, um, sweet. Uh, the only thing is maybe they spoiled us a little too much. Okay. But you (laughs) know, so the opposite of abuse.
0: (laughs) And so, uh, so you're growing up, you're a regular Christian girl. You, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you loved Jesus early on. Absolutely. How did that happen? Just.
1: Um, I really I do not have a story where I found the Lord. I was brought up at church okay. most of the time it was open. Gotcha. My mom was very active in children's ministry, gotcha. so BBS. We did a, a music day camp where mm-hmm. we sang, and my mom was a Sunday school teacher, so just very much very comfortable with the church.
0: Right, and then, so, and then your parents' faith just became your own.
1: Yes, um, in my struggles, I think, is when I okay. um, really found the Lord for myself. I just never doubted that he was real and always felt his presence, okay. so for as long a, as I can remember. You had a
0: good foundation.
1: 100%.
0: So where did that? Where did you go in, with this foundation?
1: Um, I was always an active, um, I, I became active myself, even in youth group and okay. things like that. Um, I have a, a girlfriend now that is saved and her family um, is very active in the church and have a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And she constantly tells me that that I was always different than other people. And even though I felt very much the same, she said, no, there was always something about you that was different. And now she knows it was my faith. And Um, I don't know that I even could have pointed that out to her. So your friend
0: wasn't a Christian? Not at all. And so she's like, oh, that – person's different yes, but I don't yes. know what it is I know yeah
1: and and I would bring her to church and she was always very amazed just um about the church culture uh-huh. how I could walk in the door and there was 20 people that would say Heather how was that math test yeah. or you know those kind of things she really hadn't seen those kind of relationships with strangers sure you know just maybe just maybe family for her and yeah. she got to see that the church was my family gotcha
0: so, so you're coming from the support system and you're kind of sharing it, at least the outworkings yeah. of it. I
1: didn't even know I was. There you go, a little missionary <laughs>
0: there. Yeah. Um, we just want to welcome everyone who's joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, continuing on, so, so you were in high school now. Is that a high school friend? Yes, that's a high school friend. So what happened after high school?
1: Well, that's it's ironic that we're even mentioning that friend because she has proven to be such a true friend. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school
0: okay. um,
1: that it was not a healthy relationship not okay. at all. <laughs> why, uh, why
0: was it not healthy?
1: Um, there was every um, every part of it wasn't healthy. He wasn't faithful. There um,
0: wasn't faithful. So he was cheating on you
1: mm-hmm, okay. all the time. And there um, was physical and just verbal abuse and just. It just wasn't a pretty physical relation. and
0: verbal abuse, and he was cheating on you.
1: Mm-hmm. So why'd you say? Oh, because I was going to prove everyone wrong. Oh,
0: you a I guy. was going <laughs> to save him? It yeah. was going to be great. were going to save him. Yes,
1: and I will also say that we were both very active in church. He was very active was at Christian. his family's church. Yes. Okay. And we would go to our both of our youth groups. My youth group, his youth group. Um, he knew the word of God. He knew it. Yeah.
0: And yep. still a. Physically and emotionally? Yeah. Physically
1: came a little bit later than high school. Okay. Um, but, yes, just it wasn't just a healthy relationship. Wow.
0: What can you define for me what an unhealthy relationship looks like?
1: Well, for me it especially was.
0: Especially if, like, a high schooler is listening right. to Or the yeah. parent of a high schooler.
1: Okay. So for me, um, because I did come from a very supportive family, I really trusted. Um, it's kind of something I've struggled with my whole life. My um, husband likes to say that I see people better than what they really are.
0: You see, <laughs> okay. you see the best in. I do. Do you see the best in people, or do you see an 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 uh, uh, imaginary optimized I, version? I'm of starting
1: that. to figure out in my forties it might be an imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> I. Okay. I just. I, I think people are awesome. I think yeah. that um, you can always be better, and you can always grow. Mm-hmm. And um, I expect a lot out of myself, so I expect a lot out of people. Mm. And it, I'm just learning as I'm getting older that it's not always fair.
0: Wow. So, you, so you have just like a high expectation for yourself, right. and like a, uh, and this like image of yourself that you project it for exactly. other people, exactly. and you assume that people will are putting as much effort into themselves as you did for yourself absolutely okay and I
1: just kind of see down the road mm-hmm. so um I forgot I forgot where we were talking you, about uh, about
0: other people in your and your ex-boyfriend
1: oh okay so
0: what does it unhealthy- okay so what does
1: it look like yeah okay so because I was so trusting and um, I really didn't doubt what people said mm-hmm. um, this boyfriend was very um, supportive to my face so um he uh, just went out of his way to do nice things for me okay. it was very typical for him. What's if, a nice thing? Well, if you were to see us, let's say, in the lunchroom in, in high school, he would have, like, had both of our backpacks and two lunch trays. Okay. And I would have just been,
0: like, Gotcha. Why? Oh, look at, <laughs> look at me. I got a boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, gotcha.
1: And so um, I think, you know, I think fundamentally he, he had that kindness in him.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and then just maybe had some addictions or some drives that he didn't even know how to deal with, you know,
0: yeah, because it it ended,
1: it ended up being more drinking and drugs and things like that. And I just lived a very sheltered life where that wasn't a part of my story.
0: Oh, so he was more, I guess he was exposing you to all these other things that you never were exposed. to. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha.
1: And, um, and even sometimes didn't expose me sometimes was doing them. And then when I would get to say a party or someone's house, he would stop. So I didn't know it was happening. Oh, so that kind of stuff. You. Yes. Okay. Big time. And so then when people started telling me, because I did have good friends that were honest with me, of course I said, What? What? what are you talking Not about? My no. Oh, right, never. Right. And um and and then there were times where he was caught or people that would tell me um were people that I trusted completely. And I mm-hmm. knew they would never tell me something that would hurt me so much if it that they didn't know it was true. Yeah. And um so it just slowly, and that's kind of when the physical came in because I started mouthing back and I started saying, like, "Hang on, this is happening, and no it's not happening, and i'll I'll make you stop talking by <laughs> make you stop talking wow. There was physical abuse, I mean, there was like like throwing on the ground oh, and things geez. like that, shaking, grabbing oh, that gosh. kind of stuff gotcha. never you know. Especially back in the 90s, now it's a little more so public, but back in the 90s, you know, abuse was like if somebody punched you.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: You know, it was not if they like threw you on the ground and yelled at you. You know, that wasn't abuse. That was just somebody was angry or, you know, they were frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, there was a time that um, a police officer saw me after an event. And um, we had been dating and broken up for several years at this point. I was probably about 18, maybe. And yes, I was 18. And, teenagers um, so Teenagers, gotcha. yep, okay. yep. And um, a police officer saw me, and it was very evident that something had happened to me. And so a long story short, he saw me driving home, and so he pulled me over and talked to me. And long story short, that police officer filed a restraining order oh, against my boyfriend. Okay. And again, my parents, who... Are very loving and very sweet. Are just like, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? Right. Yeah. They. We're not equipped to deal right. with this stuff. And um. Because of you know, I was so, going to change him. Oh no. <laughs> the way to get you can't have a restraining order against somebody that you're married to.
0: Okay, so you got married to him to get rid of the restraining order. Because that's what you thought what was best
1: because I was gonna fix this this was this was a misunderstanding that I was going to fix.
0: Holy crap Heather <laughs>
1: <laughs> And you have to know too my parents were so sweet that my childhood pastor actually um, was the pastor of a um, West Palm Beach. Methodist Church, uh-huh. and we got married down there because he was willing to marry us. Oh, my Because they wanted us to have this good footing, you know, because my, my parents are like, what's going on? Yes. You take,
0: like, marriage counseling <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: no, I think I told, I think we found that out on a Tuesday, and we got married that Saturday. Holy crap. Listen. Crazy did town. You,
0: did you also propose to him? No.
1: No. <laughs> no. It was his, I think, well, hang on. No, it was our, it was. All all, right. it was It was our idea together. We had already been engaged and already broken up. So that had already happened. Okay. And I think that was infidelity that we
0: broke up the first time.
1: And it was just, and it was, um.
0: So when he was, okay, so yes. so keep going.
1: Well, I just want teenagers, if you're listening, when you're naive like this, you have to see people for who they are, Mm -hmm. okay? So it was, this was probably the first and biggest example of my life where I said, no, that's not really, he's just young and dumb and making mistakes. Right. And we were gonna see it
0: through. And that was a combination of one wanting to change him, 100%. Two, uh, seeing what who he could be Mm -hmm. potentially, right. And three, just being uh, flat out in love with him. Yeah. And proving other people wrong. Yeah.
1: And just in honestly, I can say it did not occur to me at any point that it wasn't gonna work out. I think that the wanting to change him was. It even could be changed to, um, was just waiting for him to grow up.
0: You're just fighting had, for the, the relationship,
1: absolutely. I had convinced myself that that's who I was supposed to be with, and um,
0: that's interesting. You had convinced
1: yourself 100%. I was a planner, I, mean, I was gonna have four children. I was, you know, this was a part of the plan, and you can't deviate from the plan. Wow, okay, that was just my silliness, just being young.
0: So, you're married,
1: yeah, I'm How married. Um, the girl I was just talking about, who was my best girlfriend and is still one of my best girlfriends, um. Mm-hmm. Did not come to the wedding and wanted to kidnap me the night before the wedding.
0: Oh, that's a good friend.
1: Yeah, so she <laughs> has really proven her worth, and I love her very much. Gotcha. Do you want to give a quick oh, shout out? Yes, there? Julie, you know it's you, and I
0: love you. Julie, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thanks for being there. Anyone who has a Julie in their life, sure yes. to thank them.
1: Yes, and try to be a Julie. Don't be afraid to tell your <laughs> friends cuz it'll work out in the
0: end. <laughs> so, you're in your first marriage. I'm in my marriage. Freshly married 18-year-old knows the whole world. Yep.
1: I turned 19 right before we got 19. married. So, I'm 19, I'm we got married in July and With I an turned
0: Agenda to and an day. attitude. Oh yeah, seriously. Gotcha. I was gonna run the world. Gotcha. Um
1: we very quickly I wanted four children. I wanted <laughs> them um, <laughs> I wanted them um very, in my 20s for sure. Okay. So we instantly, and, and again, a child, because in my wisdom at 19, a child was going to fix everything. <laughs> it was going to change everything. Sure, yeah,
0: because babies, you know, yeah. don't complicate They're not stressful at they all. They actually solve problems.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, right. 100%. And so we <laughs> actually moved um, in hindsight. Um, that was just a terrible idea because it isolated me. Okay. And um, I did not have an easy pregnancy. So I got pregnant um, about a month after we got married.
0: Uh, what do you mean by isolated?
1: My friends that were upset with me for marrying him were now far away. So this is before texting and all of those things. Gotcha. You know, you actually had to catch someone on the telephone mm-hmm. and um and it cost money to travel and go back and forth. So
0: not so when you got married, your friends who did not agree with you isolated themselves.
1: Yeah, I I think I did.
0: Oh, you isolated yeah. yourself I from think, them.
1: Yeah, because again I was gonna come out in the end, right. like in ten years, I was gonna show and, them. And
0: that's and how dangerous is that? And it's that's terrible. Gotcha.
1: And it, um, I do believe it's one of the reasons I had a rough pregnancy is because I didn't have people around me pouring into the me community and, that, is so and that's so important. Yeah. And we did not get plugged into a church that's there. True. Um, yeah. I you
0: yeah. in your physically isolated. Yes,
1: part. Yep. So the whole thing. And we did go home quite a bit. We still are both very close with our family. So we would come home and we would go to church when we were home. Um, but it was, he um, had a family member that had a serious drug problem. Okay. and that family member started taking him with him. Okay. And so I was alone a lot and so I So he took sick his drug
0: problem and it dove deeper.
1: It yeah, what's, out of the water.
0: What's what's out of the water mean?
1: Cocaine. That? Oh geez. Yeah. yeah, all night. And again, I don't know any of this is happening until later.
0: You don't he's doing cocaine all night. You guys newly married, new baby. No, I'm still pregnant. You're just still pregnant. I'm I'm
1: I am like hugging the toilet bowl pregnant. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. And so um there starts to be a little bit more physical, but just mostly he wasn't around. Mm, okay. um, and he wasn't really interested in being around. And you can already tell I have a strong personality, so yeah. that wasn't fine for me.
0: <laughs> and- um, So how did you feel this during this whole process? Are you just not, do you just not know or like-
1: Yeah, I'm overwhelmed that it's not working the way I thought it
0: was going to oh, work. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still
1: surprise, surprised. Surprise. There. Yeah. I'm still confused on how this isn't working out. Right. And I just, um, really slowly during that time. And I can't even really say that I was uh, leaning on the Lord at that time because I was still so sure I was going to do this on my own accord. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, just a couple months into my marriage, we've come home a few times. Um, I really couldn't tell you the event that happened. I don't really remember. But there was something that just, I said, this is not, this is not okay. okay. And um, I started looking for a job there. I was working a little bit part-time, but um, I had done banking, and I wanted to go back into that um, before I had, just while I was pregnant, and um, so I had a training in another city, Mm -hmm. and I got a phone call while I was at that training that he was actually at home here in Port St. Lucie at a party, and was like with a girl. Yeah, and so it was- How far away is this? We're we're like two hours away.
0: Two hours away. He Mm -hmm. came back. He drove two hours to Port St. Lucie mm-hmm. while you're pregnant looking for a job. Yeah, I'm in
1: Orlando at like a training.
0: And he's with a girl at a party. Mm-hmm.
1: And the person that oh, told me is like um, would never, ever.
0: Lie um, to you or Never, never, yeah. never.
1: And would never want to hurt me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so that was it. And I, um, I, like I said, I had slowly started saying, okay, I'm going to have to like, make sure I've got money saved, like this is not going the way I thought. So you're making the decision. I'm starting to be like, okay, finally, this is not going to work out the way I thought. And I um, get in my car and I drive home to my parents' house. It's like probably 1 o'clock in the morning by the time I get home. But I have to say about that car ride that that was when the Lord said, you need me Mm -hmm. and I'm right here. And we will do this together. Gotcha. And the Lord was not pleased with my choices, <laughs> nor my decisions <laughs> no, that I, I had made. He, he was not <laughs> real excited. Sure. Um, and But it was that moment that I knew I had to lay it all at the cross. I had to change who I was. And um, I just had to start getting
0: better. That's interesting. You say you had to change who you were. What was it about, it, about yourself that changed?
1: My you? ego. I had to drop that. Because
0: happiness. at... Every, every one of those four things, like you want to prove people wrong, you want to make sure your plan happens, you yep. want to change this guy, yep. it's all you-centered. Yep.
1: Well, and you know high school, so there's all kinds of younger girls that um, I was friends with, and mm. clubs with, whatever, and um, they would constantly say, oh, you wouldn't laugh. oh, no. yeah. So, because we gave this illusion, gotcha. and so, it, that's where the ego comes in.
0: You want to you want to sustain. You want to that keep that
1: absolutely a perfect
0: yeah. marriage and stuff yeah. like that. And so that was important to you.
1: Very, and um, it changed me forever because when you come home and you are pregnant, you know that you need to um, that the marriage is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You are humiliated.
0: Yeah. And um,
1: doesn't get much more humbling than that. Very humbling. Yeah.
0: So what what was it like? Who like was it mostly with your parents or with your friends? Yeah, they were
1: amazing. My okay. parents, my dad showed up with my friend, Julie. Oh, Julie. And we got what we could of my things um, from our place. And um, I came home, and Julie was very accepting and um, kind. And uh, we had. she was a no, huge blessing. No, I pregnancy. told you so
0: or anything? She
1: had already told me so. Oh, so yeah. now we were
0: again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we well, yeah, good. it's frustrating for friends, right? They like, hey, they're like, I told them they're like pulling their hair because they care yeah. so much about and you. And she
1: was like, You're a smart girl. Yeah. What is going on? And um, now she's been in love and she's been married for a long time. So I think now maybe she would even understand a little bit more on the emotional level.
0: Sure, where you were, headspace, Yes, yeah, Yes,
1: that. because the emotions when you're a teenager, there's nothing like them.
0: Strong. Nothing Strong. like them. No. That those puberty emotions, yes. man, those Ooh, are too strong. <laughs> they are
1: big. <laughs> and so, um, I we attempted a couple times um, over the years, even after we were divorced. I tried a little bit to have a relationship with him because I did want my daughter to have her father.
0: How was the divorce?
1: Oh, it was awful. Really? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't want it. He um, didn't. You know, he could change. That's another thing too. When somebody is very um, apologetic mm-hmm. and. Um, says, "Oh, you're right. I messed up." When you're imagining them up here, yeah. and they're coming in saying, "You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I am better. I, I do know better. Help me." And that's a whole other yeah. string.
0: Was that there? Pulling. Was it a back and forth, or was it like, "I'm done"? Like, yeah, I'm
1: I was. Done, done. I was undone. Um, I mean, he broke my heart. Yeah. And um, and when you're about to become a mother, you know, they say um, that when when a woman becomes pregnant, she becomes a mom. Mm-hmm. When a dad. When, they, when you have the baby, the dad becomes a dad. Mm-hmm. I was very much so a mom. And the way I felt, I never wanted my daughter to ever feel that way. Gotcha. Not from her father, not from another man. Sure. I didn't ever, I was gonna protect her heart. Gotcha. And um, so, I, uh, the divorce, it went relatively quickly. He made a couple of threats that he was going to, um, leave with her because he was her father uh-huh. and he had rights. So I learned very quickly that I was going to go ahead and make sure his rights were spelled out gotcha. okay. before okay. I had this daughter. Okay. So my divorce papers literally say unborn child to be born on or around May 20th. Wow. Because I got divorced and I was pregnant at 19th.
0: Jeez! Oh, so that's fast. Wasn't Very fast. Months.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was this... Um, it felt like the longest year of my life, but truly was just a short yeah. span of my life. For sure. Um, I was very quickly um, recommitted to Christ in a way I had never been before.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: really okay. didn't feel alone.
0: Yeah. So it, it so is it was like an event that, or like a whole process of events that dropped you to like your rock bottom? Oh,
1: lower than yeah. I could ever even put into words.
0: And then a uh, humbling process, a self-realization, a dropping of the ego, and then a entering back into the community that was already there right. in the beginning right. for you right. always been there, always there never left yes never and then now you're building your rebuilding process yes yes awesome. and
1: just growing up and I'm again putting someone before myself mm-hmm. and um, it was really not a bad season I mean my worst seasons he did um, have have some partial custody with her right. and so those were my hardest times when I had to you know let her go there, and those were times that I really was um, just in prayer and spent a lot of time with the Lord, crying out, saying, "You know, this hurts. This yeah. is hard."
0: So, so, walk me through that, like early years of parenthood. What's mm-hmm. your daughter's name? Haley. Haley. She's
1: twenty-three now. Twenty-three, a grown, married woman.
0: There we go. <laughs> and um, so, so how how is it like raising daughters now? Like, especially um, with Haley, single mom at yeah, the time, right?
1: I um always wanted to be a stay at home mom. I always wanted um, to be a really good mom. That was really important to me. And so my parents were gracious. Um, Haley and I lived with my parents Mm -hmm. in my room that I had been a teenager in. And um, I worked uh, just part time job mom babysat whenever I worked and didn't have a lot of bills. I was also a nanny for a season. So I was just really committed to being a mom to Haley. So it wasn't a bad time. It was. um, Did you
0: feel like what, did you? How did you feel? Did you feel like you were a failure, or did, were you just so focused on Haley? Like- yeah,
1: I was just going to be Haley's mom forever. Gotcha. That there was not ever going to be another man, mm-hmm. and um, or maybe I was maybe I was going to meet someone when when she was grown up. Okay. But I was going to raise. When Haley was born, the first thing I ever said to her, when everybody left the room, is I held that little baby girl, and I said to her, "You will not pay the price for my mistake." You will have an exceptional life. Mm. And I was committed to that, whatever that looked like.
0: What caused you to say that? Like, why?
1: Because I did this to us. I knew that I made these choices. You
0: felt guilty. 100%. And you thought that it would affect her in a negative way, and you wanted to make sure you I power.
1: adored my father. Still do. <laughs> and um, I knew that she wasn't really going to have that opportunity. Mm. And that really broke my heart for my her. Heart. And like I'm, knowing
0: that she wasn't going to have a father figure. Right,
1: and because I had gotten so close to the Lord in that time, because like I talked about before, it was just a part of my life. Mm-hmm. God was just a part of my life. It yeah. it wasn't something I spent a lot of time thinking about. You memorized um, scripture because you played Bible Bingo in Sunday school, and yeah. the teacher gave you candy. You know, it was yeah. just life. It wasn't my heart. Right, right. And I also well, I knew then too that I wanted it to be her heart. You I know, want her faith to be hers.
0: You know, it's so important, I think, to, like, realize you're not in this, like, self-wallowing mode, but, like, you're so other-focused, mm-hmm. and it was so, like, other-focused for Haley at right. that time. Right. So, I mean, it's just, like, otherwise, if you're self-wallowing, you're not helping anyone else out.
1: No, and I um I was young enough to still be kind of, Young and silly, right. but old enough to know I wasn't going to spend the rest of my life like this. Gotcha. And I um and I was taking college classes and I was um, going to better right. ourselves. And we we just really like we had a really nice life
0: focused on rebuilding for sure. One hundred
1: percent. And like I said, my hardest times were when she had to go with him um, because of visitation. Mm-hmm. But it really it. It wasn't all that often, but it was it was consistent. Gotcha. So that those were by far my worst times when I wasn't with her.
0: Why was it worse? Was because
1: it worse? I didn't trust him. Gotcha. And um, she was my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's it uh, raising? Like uh, Haley and then um, the, your, your second daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. And- um, well, b- before that second daughter, I went to a Bible study about when Haley was about two, mm-hmm. and uh, someone said something about uh, praying for your spouse, because I was still pretty young. I was still, you know, around 21. And, um, of course I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. But something resonated me. And I said, I'm going to make a list of things that I want in a husband. And maybe this will be in 20 years when she's grown, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to start praying for this. And so every night when Haley and I said our prayers, we prayed our prayers together. And then I would pray Mm -hmm. for this husband. And I wrote this list.
0: Gotcha. What was on the list? Um, honest, um, that's why is that the so the first oh, one?
1: By, by far, yeah. the first. I think Honest was like bold-faced, oh, and yeah. then everything else was just really tiny. Sure. Um, Kind, I had on there that he had to love Haley, like um, his blood flowed through her veins. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen my husband's tattoo on his arm of his two daughters, okay. Haley and Keegan. Okay. And um, last year I had the privilege of watching him give her away at her wedding. Oh, and so God is faithful, and he was very faithful, but I did not um, – I did not look um, for this man okay. I was 100% not looking gotcha. and um, I had a friend that uh, long story short uh, he came to say hello to her and put his hands on our chairs and we turned around and I saw fireworks behind his head
0: oh tell me about the stud muffin.
1: <laughs> I used to pray God I'm not looking uh-huh. I need, you need to be like like right. this is him this is right. the, hey, this is the guy, right and so um, I knew, I was like, wow, uh, that's him. <laughs> All right. Now, the new oh, Heather oh, oh. that has a relationship with the Lord is cool.
0: Cool. Played cool. Do, played it cool.
1: I didn't do anything. I didn't talk to him Whatever. really. I really didn't even talk Whatever. to him. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm going to marry that guy. It's fine. <laughs> and he was going through a breakup, so he uh, needed some time and stuff. And um, so we really went our own way. And, of course, ended up that we ended up at some – in similar groups of friends and got to know each other and stuff and it was a really um, calm it, it wasn't Heather driven mm. and um, it was a really different experience.
0: that's a
1: big difference it night and day yeah
0: when it's God
1: driven 100% and now Brian did not really know the Lord mm. and so one of our first dates I just very nonchalantly said well you're gonna have to love Jesus if you love me right and he's like what does that even
0: mean <laughs> <laughs> I, Who's Who's Jesus? Yeah. How do and I get it, to know? And
1: again, I'm not in any rush <laughs> to get married. Does
0: he have a Facebook? Exactly. He's like, I don't
1: even know. And so um, we, I, my parents and I were really active in a church plant, so we met at a school. Okay. And okay. my husband's a firefighter, so he's naturally wants to help people, doesn't mind hard work, mm-hmm. and so that is where Brian got saved. Gotcha. Unloading chairs out of a trailer and setting up for church every Sunday. After, uh, uh, before or
0: after marriage?
1: Before. Long before. I was not going to marry somebody that didn't didn't have Jesus
0: mm. first in his
1: life. So, it wasn't so God happen. really played a role there. One hundred. He's, changed me. Yeah. Well, really brought me. I, I really feel like um, he just brought me from just nothing because yeah. I really had messed it up really bad.
0: Did you try to like uh, save Brian or no?
1: No, because I had been to, I had my whole life i had heard about missionary dating right, and right. because I grew up in the church culture. I went to, you know, the youth group sure. events and things like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't love God. It was that he didn't know about Jesus, right? He would, uh, cause we talked. he said, well, what does loving Jesus? And I said, well, do you think you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, do you believe in God? I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start
0: there. So you just, so you just kind of put hit put the community around him. Like, right. Hey, help out. Right. with this church. Like look what I'm doing and stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's your introduction to who Jesus Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So
1: we were very involved in our church. Um, you know, Bible studies, uh, and, and again, when you're in a church plant, you get there at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you yeah. leave at 1
0: yeah.
1: for one service. Yeah. You know, you work the whole time, and, but that, that is something he could do. Gotcha,
0: and that's, a, and that's a big difference from what you did before when you were trying to change right. the heart right. yourself right. versus now you just put them around Jesus to right. change his heart. 100%.
1: And, and I saw someone who was brought up in church and mm-hmm. who um, had been exposed and knew how to play the game, if mm-hmm. you will, and then I ended up with somebody who didn't know how to play the game, was learning as he went. Gotcha. But was seeing lives change. The Christian and was, game is what you're talking about. Exactly. Like, you, like
0: I know the right words to say. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And then this there's this guy who just doesn't know anything. He literally was like uh, honest about everything. Like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah.
1: Cool. And he would say, "Wow, I think that that was God." You know, something would happen with someone's finances or their health or their relationship. Right. And we would talk about.
0: So God is opening his eyes.
1: Yeah, 100%. Gotcha. So he, um, so, uh, and he absolutely uh, fell in love with Haley. The yeah. first time they met, um, I wasn't planned. I was dropping off cookies at the fire department, and she was asleep in the back seat. Uh. And we pulled up, and um, again, she was asleep. She wasn't, that was the day when you called people. So I called him and said, I'm here. Right. And he came out, and I gave him the cookies for the fireman, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and she woke up. Okay. And she wanted him. She how old was she? She was three. Okay. And she went like this, yeah. and um, he held her like this. Yeah, not no. Like
0: just, oh, oh my gosh, a yeah. child, yeah.
1: She had never done that with anyone before, mm-hmm. and I again, these were all only signs that God could send to my heart, sure, sure, my heart, and they just very quickly um were crazy about each other, yeah. and um, he just loved her like a dad. That's he didn't cool. love her like somebody who was trying to make a good impression. Um. Mm. She had a pacifier for far too long, and he was always trying to get it away from her. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't someone who was um, just trying to Impressed. make a good impression.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So how is it now? You have a second daughter? Me too. With Brian. You got married Brian? Yeah, we got married. Okay.
1: And um, we waited a little while. We, um, at that point, Haley was a little older. My ex-husband had remarried, mm-hmm. so I felt she had sisters over there. So I felt more comfortable about her spending time with them because I knew. um, And and again, he wasn't a bad father. He just didn't do things the way I did them. Gotcha. And um, so, um, yeah, she would go there. And Brian and I were kind of living the dream because we could go away, um, you know, on those weekends and things. And so we had a good time. And it was my dad that said, you know, I think. You guys would really benefit from a child that, two. that ties you guys all together. Gotcha. And man, does Keegan do that. <laughs> She's our little beau on our family. Oh, yeah. um, and to get to go through the process of having a baby and um, having the dad be there. And I did not change a diaper for Keegan until she was four days old. Okay. Because Brian hogged her. Oh. And um, then he tried to tell me how to do it. That went over. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) Burn the standard.
1: (laughs) And yeah, and so he just um, very much so set the bar as a father Mm -hmm. and as a husband so high.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, his integrity and his character were um, had just been very evident through all of our family growing.
0: So, so how has God grown you as a parent, parenting two girls? You know, mixed family here. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I guess homeschooling has been a huge part. Um. It wasn't something we planned to do. It was something that um, kind of needed to happen. And we've, this is now, um, I think my 15th year. Gotcha. And so we've been doing it a really long time. And so that really changed our family. Brian 100% became the provider Mm -hmm. and um, the support system. When when your kids are with you all the time, it's kind of a different family dynamic. And um, he really felt that that was what the Lord wanted us to do. And he felt that that's what our family was
0: supposed to look like. Awesome, awesome. And so you homeschool your girls. What's the biggest, single biggest benefit for someone to homeschool? The relationships with each other. Building a relationship with their girls.
1: There was a time in our life, Brian's a firefighter, and there was a time in order for me to stay home that he worked all the time. And he worked um, his 24-hour shifts, sometimes 48 hours, because if overtime's available, you take it. And um, he would then work a second job. And so the only meal that our girls would see him in three days he would come home and I'd make a big breakfast.
0: Aww. And we'd all
1: sit together and he'd be bone tired, about yeah. ready to go to his yeah. next job. <laughs> yeah. And he would talk to them and we would all catch up. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, homeschooling just gave us that opportunity to have a flexible schedule and um, to really get to, to know each other as people.
0: That's awesome, that's amazing. Um, so so we've, we've gone through this whole journey with you, right? This, uh, from being foundationally set with a good community into your own ego-centered decisions, which landed you in Orlando, running back, humbled, mm-hmm. uh, but into the warm embrace of a community, and then rebuilding with God being, you know, the major driver for your relationships. Now. Right. Uh, looking back on this journey, how is God like? How would you best encapsulate how God has healed you and restored you? Like, give me some kind of like broad lessons that you've learned.
1: Okay. Um, well, he was faithful. Um, I never, I would have never dreamed 23 years ago that I would trust my husband the way I do. And I know that that came from the Lord. Um, because I trust him wholeheartedly with all of my fine. I mean, You can imagine from that history then being a stay-at-home mom, that means I'm trusting for him to provide not only all of my needs, but this daughter that I've said was going to have an exceptional life and now this new daughter. So I know that 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 strength never came from me as a person. It's 100% the Lord in me um, that gives me that strength to have that trust. Um, I'm so grateful for everything because the path I was on was such a destructive one that now the littlest things we have a a small house and um i've never really had a desire to have the latest and the greatest and the biggest because i'm so content just so super
0: grateful super grateful because you you've been there you went rock bottom and now uh, yeah gotcha
1: and i'm um and it's and it's ours and we built it together you know and that's what matters to me and then I would also say um, people would definitely say I'm a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Things are not very important to me. And the strongest thing that I've learned through all of that um, was that if God's going to provide it for you, he'll provide it for you again and again and for again. Sure, it's, sure. not, it's not a one-time deal. Yeah. He doesn't provide it for you once, and then that's it. You used your time up. Right. He will continually provide it as you need it. That's awesome.
0: Um, i got two more questions. The okay. first one is situational. What would you say to a young adult who is in a toxic relationship right now, but doesn't doesn't know it, but got friends that might be telling them?
1: Okay. So if you have good friends that are telling you, and these are people that you trust, and they are telling you that you are not in a good situation, you need to find out why. And there's nothing wrong with getting details. And also, if you're not in a relationship that God would be proud of, that if Jesus was sitting right next to you and you said, we're doing this and we're watching this and we're hanging out here and you don't think for a second that Jesus will be pleased with it, it's not what he wants for you.
0: Would you recommend them break up?
1: Yes. And, and stay broken up yeah. because one of the most vicious cycles is that break up, get back together, break up, get back together, and you lose all sense of what's real.
0: You lose sense of what's real. That's really interesting you say. Like so, if you're in a so, what's a tox, a toxic relationship again? Is one that it,
1: anything uh, where someone hasn't been faithful. Anything where somebody is. Um, I hesitate to say not kind. Um, that's not um kind Because is important, I'm, though. well, but some. I mean, sometimes good people can say something that's hurtful that they don't mean. And if it's a one time thing, and um, and you can work through it together, then that's fine. But if it's something um, regular, if they're cutting you down, if they're telling you um, things about yourself um, that hurt you on the regular, right. um, those are something to visit. Um, I only can think of my daughter and her husband and what I have watched with the two of them because you can imagine right. she got married at 22 and um, 20 years ago I would have said that would have never happened. <laughs> but I watched this man who affirms her, believes in her, uh-huh. will um, will do anything for her, right. Um, and I've watched it for years. They were together four years before they got married and there were no breakups. Um, there were no, um, there were, I'm sure struggles, yeah. um, and growing and figuring it out, yeah. but there, um, were not times where he was missing for several days and mm. she couldn't reach him or gotcha. things like that. You yeah. know, um, toxic relationships can look really different, but I truly believe when you're in one, you know it. Gotcha.
0: And and your recommendation, and so your recommendation is to break up to
1: end it because God has someone for you, yeah. and you are blocking that, yeah. and you need to figure out how who you are first, and if you're um, involved with someone and you know that it's not right and that you're not being the best you that you need to be, the Lord is waiting; He's near and he's gonna help you, but you have to get that other stuff out.
0: I'm just letting you know, some of, some of like their biggest fears, like young adults' biggest fears, is that I will never find another one.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I'll never, there's like no one else, this yeah. is like, I, I gotta make this one work. Yep,
1: yep, and I'm here to tell you no, that's not true. Yeah. And um, I c- couldn't even in a 10 hour podcast tell you the ways that Brian is right for me, yeah. and I would have never known that if I would have kept plugging in in that destructive lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Honesty is a big part of that. Like,
1: Huge. Yeah. It's it, To me, trust is everything. For sure.
0: For sure. Well, Miss um, Putnam, I uh, just want to thank you for being on this podcast. Uh, real quick, want to shout out to everyone who joined us. Uh, Deidre, Donna, oh. Renee, Emma, Fernando. I mean, there's a lot. Corey, wow. Colleen, Mandy, Leslie, Sarah. I mean, there's a lot. Thank wow. you, guys. Uh, it
1: went so fast.
0: And, Thank you guys so much. If you guys, if there's someone who you know that um, might benefit from this, from Heather's story, uh, please yeah. share this with them. Uh, invite yeah. them to the group and connect them with Heather. I'm sure she won't object to yeah. connecting with someone. <laughs> um, I think you'd have a really great ministry, honestly. If you had, <laughs> like for like young adults. And stuff I would. Like that.
1: I listen. I, that's Gems has been my heart for yeah. so long, and part of that has been because if I would have heard um, the things that I've learned in the last ten years with Girls Gems Club, if I would have heard that as a little girl. Yeah. There might have been some different choices.
0: Real quick, I uh, just want to thank Miss Heather for just so much that she does around the church, like oh. children's, between children's, and everything about children, like Jens and yeah, all that stuff. It's, it's been really great. And her daughters are awesome. Um, so <laughs> They
1: are. I have to say, great parenting. <laughs> and a great God. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I have one last question for you. Okay. We end every podcast like this, oh, Okay. Uh, but just thank everyone for joining us. But Miss Heather, why do you think God is awesome? because He is near, always.
1: And we can convince ourselves that we're alone and that nobody understands um, what we're going through or what we're feeling, and He does. And He um, has felt a lot of it, betrayal and hurts and all the things that can really break us. Um, and He is near, and He's just ready for us to lean on Him.
0: It's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the God is Awesome podcast. Thank you, Ms. Heather, for uh, so for uh, being on here. And we will talk to you guys next time. And Young people stay out of toxic relationships.
1: Yes, run.
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. That was-